Blog Talk Radio. Carol the Coach. Sex, love, and relationships. We talk about it here. Carol the Coach. Compassion with contemporary relevance. I am a psychotherapist. I can be your personal life coach and I can help you with your issues. There are no problems too small or too big. You can talk about anything. Speaker, columnist, radio TV host, and commentator. Carol the Coach brings messages of wellness and empowerment within reach of everyday people every day. Almost five years ago, I lost my soulmate in an accident. He was killed in a plane crash. Life just for me has seemed to stop. There are groups all over the city. I mean, I teach one. It is a specific way to start thinking so that you shift how you see the world, which then shifts your energy, and then you feel better and you actually see things differently. Carol the Coach, always available to at carolthecoach.com. Now I've got Russell on the line. I'm 47 years old. I'm a truck driver. I am married. I have a wife in San Francisco. Okay. I haven't been home in six months. My thing is, I, I don't know if I have a sex addiction or what the problem is. Why do I want what I can't have? And as soon as I can have it, I don't want it anymore. You're right on target when you say, I don't know if I have a sexual addiction. Well, guess what? Yes, you do. And you know what? That's my specialty, Russell. So you're at the right place. Continue. I meet women online and, and I'm in a different part of the country. I, I travel all 48 states, so I love sex. I hear self-esteem issues. You never felt good enough and you didn't feel like you were getting what you should have then. And you're really enacting that now. Do you want to change that about yourself? That is an interesting situation when when somebody doesn't know if they want to change. And so our job as certified sex addiction therapists and partner specialists is to help them figure out what are they willing to do to make their life better. And you all know that I pretty much gravitate from a couple's approach. I feel like it's imperative that we work with this couple together so they know what each other is doing. And that's a new school of thought. There is no doubt about it. Um, We've been trained and taught to take one person or the other and refer them on. And I wish that worked. That would be excellent too, but it has not worked in my experience. What I get is more gaslighting, more more darboing. Um, he thinks he's doing really well. Then you check in with her and he's not. But when they come in together and they work together towards the common goal, I'm not saying it's totally easy. But I am saying that it really can make a difference in the efficacy of the work we're doing. That's why I um, started IRFA, the Early Recovery Couples Empathy Model, is that I really wanted clinicians and coaches to work with these couples together so that we could speed up a process that unfortunately takes a long time due to the trauma involved. And that's why I have uh, someone near and dear to my heart, who is doing a lot of brain spotting with people to work through the trauma, and she is now utilizing those skills um, with couples. And so I wanted to have her on the show to find out what was her protocol and how did she do this, and did she do it separately? Did she do it in the same room? You know, I just want to 
wanted to hear more about it. I feel like we are all pioneers in the field, and that means that we're developing things that work or they don't. And so Julie St. Ange is, you know, one of my heroes in terms of she's somebody who has put it out there. She's disseminated information for partners. She's doing brain spotting. She's a recovery coach. But she is doing brain spotting with people who can't get past the impasse of their own issues, problems, challenges, and trauma. So I want to say, Julie, welcome to Sex Help with Carol the Coach, and I can't wait to hear more about this methodology. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Carol. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's good to be here. Well, it is great to have you. And, you know, you were one of the first people in our community that took a brain body, I think it's a training and a certification. Yeah, there's a few trainings that you need to take, and then you need to do um, six months of supervision, and then you can apply mm-hmm. to get um, I know that they've been kind of restructuring the certification process. So um, my background is in nursing, and that, that certainly helps as far as that clinical piece and understanding um, the brain and, and trauma. Yeah, and, and I love your resources on your website to talk about how, how addiction affects brain science and how trauma is impacted by um, discovery and that betrayal in and of itself. So tell me a little bit about what made you decide to use brain spotting and to learn about that specifically? I had heard about it in a training, and I was already familiar with EMDR, which is a different modality for helping people diminish triggers with trauma. And so I did mm-hmm. some of my own, and what I found was that they used brain spotting with 9-11 victims and also the Sandy Hook school shooting. And what they found was they tracked that community for, I believe, five years, and there were 3,000 people that they kept surveying. And they brought in every modality that they could find, you know, CBT, DBT, animals, art therapy, play therapy, everything for the children and the adults. Um, EMDR, you know, and brain spotting. And what they found was that brain spotting kept coming out on top as far as helping people recover their quality of life and decrease their triggers. So based on those studies, I decided it was something that I wanted to bring into this realm of partner work and couples helping them heal. Well, okay, so then... Obviously, you took the training and you did the supervision, and how do you work with couples? I mean, do you have them come in together? Tell me what your protocol is. Yeah, so I wrote out some best practices because as I've been working with couples, you know, not every couple is a good candidate. Um, So there are definitely uh, guidelines for how this should be done, in my opinion, and I'd be happy to share that link with you for the listeners. But um, it's over Zoom right now. If they're local to me, I could meet with them. The couple either can have separate devices or the same. I prefer the same device. They face each other. And before we start, we talk about um, where's their trauma level at. Can they both pretty much regulate themselves if they get activated? Um, 
what do fights look like? Can they talk it out a little bit or are they explosive? If there's any sense that either partner is not safe, this probably would not be a good thing to do yet. They might not be ready. Um, so it's really, they need to have done some of their own processing and healing to use this. The couples that are really mm-hmm. ideal process are the ones that have done some healing, done an intensive, done some disclosure work, and they're feeling like they're ready for the next step, but they can't reconnect, either sexually, emotionally. They're just having a really hard time rebuilding. And so mm-hmm. that reintegration process, when we use this, what happens is when they face each other, the very first thing I have them do is scan their body. How stressed out are they on a scale of 1 to 10? You know, and if, if their level combined is like a 10 or over, and for a lot of couples it's like 17, you know, they face each other and their stress level is 17 out of 20, um, the combined total. You know, so one person may be an 8, one person may feel like they're a, a 9 in their body. And they'll just feel that stress when they look at one another. And so um, we, I help them process that because when we give them tools like a Mago Dialogue, and, um, you know, different methods and talk formats, if they're so activated that they're in their trauma brain, um, neither one of them can effectively use those tools. It would almost be like taking two um, war veterans and sticking them in a room when they're activated and haven't had therapy and you ask them to solve a problem. You know, what might that look like for them? So um, what couples seem to instantly notice is that when they face each other, even when they're smiling, Typically, they have stress in their body, um, the partner uh-huh. who's been, and then the person who has acted out in ways that went against their value system. They traumatize themselves. So um, just facing each other, the emotional brain starts to process that piece of how, you know, your emotional brain is wired for attachment and survival. So um, when you're feeling detached from your person, you feel like you could perish. Um, and it makes sense if we've lived in a tribe in Africa that, you know, if you get separated from that tribe, you might die. Um, so, unfortunately, that same system is operating when we have that, those attachment ruptures with each other. And it can feel incredibly painful. So, um, I have them just face one another and start letting that come up. And I'm very careful about how I do check-ins with each one because if you're not careful, they they can activate each other. So the goal is to get that down, um, but to also Mm -hmm. watch patterns. You know, I had one interesting couple where um, getting angry, you could see the the subtle cues in her face, the reflexes that she was feeling anger. And I watched his face and he went into like a, almost a little bit of a disassociative state. And she's like, see, there there he goes, there he goes. He's just totally ignoring me. But, for me to be able to watch it, what I saw was that he was feeling threatened by her anger. Um, and so we caught that pattern and were able to kind of break it up so that they could have more effective communication. So, Julie, you know, I know that you took the IRCAM course, Early Recovery Couples Empathy course, right? Oh, no, she's shaking her head. That's right. You had scheduled to take it. And didn't you schedule to take it twice? <laughs> I have because that on my schedule. I need to do that, Carol. I do have the book, and I tell everyone to do it. 
No, I haven't done it yet, but I love the ideas. So you know that out of Help Them Heal, I make couples sit knees to knees. If she can't tolerate touching, she gets to decide how far away they are. Truly, I ask them to do that because that's a safe form of touch, and then they have to look at each other, and you are so dead on that it really helps them process things emotionally very, very differently. And if you get a partner or an addict who is not able to do that, it's a great place for you to start with the brain spotting to see if you can't have them deactivate, if you will, the reason that they can't do it, correct? Yeah. Yeah, if you're, you know, you measure their what they call the SUD score, their subjective unit of distress scale, which is just on a scale of 1 to 10, how upset are you, how anxious, what kind of pain do you feel in your body. Um, And then just watching that number, and I have them focus on where they feel the pain. That's a kind of a brain spotting method. Um, And when they focus that, it directs the trauma in the brain and helps it to kind of resurface. So I had a couple the other day. It was so interesting. She thought she could only do 60 seconds, and she did 35 minutes. And wow. Within, How impressive. Yeah. Within that time, her trauma, she was able to process a lot of it, and he was able to process, you know, he said, when I look at you, I, I see you rejecting me. And she's, you know, she shook her head. No, that wasn't what she was thinking. But her subtle... Um, reflexes in her face were communicating to him that he was being rejected based on his past decisions. And so we were able to kind of help that break up. Both of them ended up crying and connecting. And, um, yeah, I have I've had good success with it. Well, and so who recommended to you the option of doing this as a couple? Who recommended so that? It, no one, actually. What ended up happening was I was working with individuals, and you try to find what they call an activation spot where you have them look mm-hmm. around and find a spot that feels upsetting. And then you add in bilateral music, and you, you, tell them, you ask them to tell you where it is in their body. Um, and that sends signals up to the emotional brain that helps them reprocess so that their triggers are less, they can have higher quality of life. So when I was thinking about it, I realized that for a lot of couples, you know, I'll see one individually and then they come together and their whole countenance changes. The energy in the room just changes. And realizing that there is no need to look around for an activation spot because their highest activation spot is one another. So just Mm -hmm. having them face all the wounding of that attachment template just comes right up to the surface. But you do need because you kind of need to watch both people and make sure they're not getting overactivated or just going into a disassociative state. You kind of want them in a sweet spot where they're just on their edge of tolerance so that they can process um, what's keeping them from connecting. Well, that makes all, all the sense in the world. And, you know, I'm a big believer in working with couples together And, again, you said there are some contraindications. I mean, you do not want couples who cannot control their emotions. 
you know, they become easily emotionally dysregulated, correct? Yeah, and I also like to do an individual session with each person just to make that, make sure that they know what that will feel like so that when they're mm-hmm. together, with their, there isn't this spiral of, you know, who's regulating this situation. Um, they can get some practice in, and I can see how they're going to respond to it. And sometimes we'll just practice going from activated to resourcing, which means you're going from like a sympathetic space, you know, your blood pressure is up, your heart's racing, you're feeling panicked, back down to a ventral kind of like a state of equilibrium where you're feeling calm and safe and connected again to your body. So I'll practice back and forth with that so that they feel like they have the internal resourcing to do that really well, even when they're in a situation that feels activated. Now, I've got a question that it, it doesn't really apply, but it does. You know, you talked about SUDS, the subjective unit of uh, distress or disturbance. And obviously, I'm an EMDR certified, trained and certified therapist. And so much of what you are talking about is really like EMDR. So share with our listening audience, if you will, what you believe the differences are? Yeah. So David Grand is the one that um, came up with it, and I believe he's trained in EMDR and also somatic training, so he kind of combined the two. And I've worked Mm -hmm. with a lot of clients that have done both. Um, I think with EMDR it's a little more specific as far as what they're working on. With brain spotting, Mm -hmm. we don't super specific. We can go more general. So if it's like, um, you know, they're like, my mom triggers me. And you're like, well, how does your mom mm-hmm. trigger you? And they well, I have no idea. I just feel triggered with, with mom. We don't really need more information than that to do a brain spotting session. But I think with EMDR, getting a little more specific or having a script can be helpful. But um, both of them involve, you know, eye movement or eye processing and I believe they both involve some bilateral music. You can do that or bilateral stimulation, like a left-right stimulation. Um, I, I think that what I've heard from people that have done both is usually they prefer one or the other. Um, and I think it depends on the person that's doing it, too. So, you know, as far as um, I can't personally compare because I've only ever done brain spotting. Um, but what I can say is it's kind of a hair club for men, you know. I'm also a, <laughs> a subscriber. Um, it, just, it, it did help me resolve a lot of um, different traumas, a major car accident, losing my mom at 19 of brain cancer, all of those things. So just seeing how, how well it, you know, I can talk about all of that now, and it doesn't, I don't feel it in my body. Um, so I know that it, it's effective. Right. Now, was it you that said, I don't know if it was or not, but I was talking to somebody a while back that said that they actually had used it on their child. Was that you early on in this process? Yeah, I've done it with all three kids. My oldest giggles. My middle one loved it. He wondered if it was addicting. He's Some of the best people to do this with are, believe it or not, the ADDers. They're awesome. Because they can get some, they can get three or four major traumas done in an hour. Um, they just process so quickly, and 
so my middle one, you know, has ADD and he just, but it helped him a lot. The thing about brain spotting is you don't have to say out loud what you're working on. So if you're a very private person and you know what you want to work on, you don't have to say it. We start with think about it, you know, call it up. Let's find it in your body. And I'm watching their eyes to see where the specific spot is that their optic nerve needs to be facing. Um, I've also done it with my littlest. It, it was effective with her in the middle one, but the little one said, oh, mom, that's a tool you use to make me cry. <laughs> so, I mean, you do cry because you're, you're healing, you're releasing it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I know. And um, so she didn't prefer it, but I think every kid is different and you have to just, you know, um, see what they prefer. I think it's more effective with more effective with adults. I think with kids, it can feel scary to have big stuff come up quickly. So I'd say, like Mm -hmm. you know, a cutoff maybe sixteen and older. Well, um, how do you advertise or how do you promote services for couples? Like, what would you tell our listening audience if we've got couples out there that? are in an impasse or they feel like they could go further or they think that something is holding them back, what would you say to them? I would say if you're really struggling to connect on a sexual level, on an intimacy level, communication, and you've already done, you know, a disclosure, an intensive, um, you're looking for IRCM. Anybody who's in IRCM, they're really usually good candidates for this. And I really don't advertise because I've, just word of mouth, it's kind of kept me going. Um, but I do want to eventually publish something and get this out there in a more formal way because I don't know of anyone else that's doing it. But I, I just recently had someone write to me, and um, he wrote me like a four-page email about the impact on his life. And it was funny because it was only months later that he realized it. it and then he looked back, and he's like, what was the catalyst? Um, and he, he felt that it was the brain spotting. So I think for couples, you know, what I see them doing is drawing near to each other and getting past those deep wounds that they can't always express with words. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And um, so what I heard you saying is you don't necessarily advertise it. Um, and it has been incredibly helpful in moving couples forward, even if they don't realize it initially. Uh, you thought IRCM uh, couples might benefit, and is that because we really want them to work together? Yeah, yes. I think that they're good candidates because they're already in a space where they're trying to understand empathy and connection and tools and principles. So. You know, when we're working with tools and principles, we're working in our cortex. That's the bumpy layer of the brain. And that there's that left hemisphere and the right hemisphere. The limbic brain or the emotional brain is about an inch down. It's further, it's deeper down, and it can send signals that we don't give it permission to send. There's a trap signal that says, when my spouse is close to me, I need to pull away or run. Um, then that's going to be a pathway that keeps firing, even if we don't give it permission. And so mm-hmm. what this does implements the IRCM tools because we can get to the deeper layers of the brain. 
and help stop those pathways so that you are in control again. Yeah, that sounds incredible. And certainly, you're right. Um, couples that come to Urca that want to learn that empathy model are willing to look at ways to get connected. And I always say, for the work that you and I do, working with partners that have been betrayed, working with addicts who want to help their partners heal, both of those things are a choice. It's a choice to want to do it. And what I I know from trauma work, because again, being an EMDR trained and certified, is sometimes there are things holding them back that they have no conscious awareness of. And EMDR, through bilateral stimulation or brain spotting, is a way to address those issues without having to do years and years and years of talk therapy, right? Absolutely, yeah, that subconscious space is the, the aware mind talking to the subconscious mind. And so there's a disconnect, and it's like you know something, but you can't fully understand it or grasp it. Um, and there may even be pieces that you're not aware of at all, you know. And so when you can let them surface, you can talk about it, and it can come out a lot quicker and resolve. Makes a lot of sense. Now, you talked a little bit about couples that might not be ready for brain spotting. Can you help us to understand uh, the profiles that you're looking for for brain spotting? I mean, you said it's couples that want to practice or have the tools of empathy and relational skills. Anything else? I would say if you have really complex PTSD um, and you haven't been assessed, that would be step one because I'd like to know where you're at in your work and how your regulation skills are um, for each person. Say, um, is safety? They're both right up there. You know, just how safe is everyone? How is this couple interacting? Is there intimidation? Are there intimidating gestures? I don't know if I would activate, let that couple activate or encourage that. Um, I'd like to wait a while and see if they could develop some internal skills first. Um, if there's a contraindication with a doctor, say they've got some physical problem. Um, and lastly, I would say if they have a diagnosis, a mental health diagnosis that's contraindicated, there are certain diagnoses that I've watched where it feels like it's much, much harder for them to come back to baseline. Um, I would say not really cluster B, surprisingly, but but some of the clusters see like paranoia, um, they seem to have a really, really hard time coming back to base. So we do more of a um, resource spotting. So I can do that with couples too. So if they don't fall in those categories where we're able to start, we can do some resourcing where they face each other and they think about the best quality in the other person or they tap into what helps them feel safe with each other and we build and grow that first. So that's where we start. Okay. And, and so I want to talk a little bit about your services because I want people to know how they can get a hold of you, either for brain spotting or um, the additional tools that you offer. Now, I'm curious, if the people want to find out more about you and the services that you offer, 
um, they need to go to www.new, well, it's New England Coaching Service, Services.com, yep. correct? Yeah. Okay, so yep. New England Coaching Services.com. And you um, are infamous for having provided uh, a New England conference, what was that, four years ago? I think so. I've lost track of time now, but yes, <laughs> around there. And you had, you had some of the uh, most influential partner betrayal speakers uh, in the world come to this conference and share their wisdom about how to get better and, and normalizing their feelings and what they could do to protect themselves. Um, if, you, if I were to go to your website, what might I find, and what free resources do you offer? So I do give some information about just basic trauma. I know there's an assessment on there that you can do that uh, if you follow the link, you end up on an, a Dr. Amen site as far as a little bit of trauma assessment. Um, when I meet with people, I usually use Mind Diagnostic. It's an app, and I have them do an anxiety, depression, and PTSD score, because I'm really familiar with those, and, and they kind of, they mixed a bunch of different assessment tools together. So I like the way they did it, and I usually know what I'm looking for number-wise. So I start with a number because I like the data, and it helps me to know where do we need to focus, how can I help, where, where are the problem areas. Um, I know that there are a lot of recommendations on the site for different apps that you can use to help regulate. Regulation is a huge thing because for partners, they're taught, I'm looking for change. And for the person who's had the acting out behavior, they want to show consistent change through connection, through stability, through grounded work. And so it's really important that they find those tools. So that makes total sense. And so they can go to your website and remind them again, it's New England Counseling Services.com. So it's www.newenglandcoachingservices.com. Coachingservices.com. And again, Julie is a nurse, but she's also a recovery coach. And do you think that EMDR is ever going to allow coaches to uh, provide services? I don't know. I reached out. I actually, I could get trained because I carry a nursing license, and it's a compact license, so it covers across state lines, but I don't know about coaches. Uh-huh. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You have a lot. You know, and I'm thinking of Jen Cole, another one of our recovery coaches, that she is so specialized with partner betrayal, and she, too, is a nurse, and so... Tell me, Julie, why did you go from nursing to coaching? Yeah, that's a good question. So I worked as a nurse for 20 years, um, and I worked in labor and delivery and uh, post-recovery. I did surgical circulating, and then I landed in school nursing, like many nurses do who get tired. I did that for a few years, and I think what I noticed in my state is that in my story, my husband had military trauma, and then, of course, I had partner trauma, and there just weren't a lot of resources. And so we had to go to Texas for our intensive. And I realized, you know, 
when there's that few resources, that's kind of where I feel called to go. And I just felt like it would be more effective work. And um, I just fell in love with the coaching model and helping partners and then the brain spotting and now helping couples. And I feel like it's what I was made to do. Oh, that's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Okay, so for our listening audience, if you want to find out more about brain spotting, um, you can obviously Google it or you can contact Julie. I, I know she's not looking for clients per se, but you're more than happy to get them to the right resources or fit them into your busy schedule if you can, right? Yeah, I would do the new year. I'll have plenty of openings. I think the holidays are, you know, making things a little tighter. But um, mm-hmm. so there is a little, but if they're willing to wait, it's, it's a great tool. Well, and, you know, that's what I really admire. So for our listening audience, if you have to wait and, and you want to get in and you want to get through the holidays, you can always get the book, Getting Past Your Past, by Francine Shapiro, who gives you incredible resources, very much like what Julie's talking about, and also what I would be talking about from an EMDR stance, and again, that stands for Eye Movement Sensitization Reprocessing. They'll give you some tools to get you through the holidays, too, and then perhaps you can work with Julie. Uh, you know, again, I so admire the work you're doing. I can't believe you can do this online. Yeah, it's, it's, been, um, it's actually my preference. In person, there's almost more distractions, and um, it feels almost more like people latch on to my energy versus just focusing on each other. So mm-hmm. it, it works really Thank you so much. I love hearing that. Um, who'd, you, who'd you get your training through? So I did brainspotting.com and then um, oh. World for, you know, coaching. Um, and then I got certified. Well, we have a lot of professionals, both coaches and clinicians, who listen to the show. And, you know, aren't we <laughs> – we're such an interesting – group of people because we say, okay, I'm done for right now, and then something comes up that sounds so important and so beneficial that we take it on. And, you know, I know that uh, so many of my colleagues have been so interested in brain spawning, so I so appreciate you sharing your knowledge. I love that couples are able to do this, and I would highly recommend that you think about why you might need this if you've been doing talk therapy or talk coaching for a while and you haven't gotten the results you need. It may be just the thing to get you past the impasse um, that, you know, your body and your mind has stored things um, to keep you safe and to keep you from feeling overloaded. I mean, what I really believe is our body does do those things to keep us safe, but when used to an extreme measure, it becomes no longer an ally but a hindrance to getting healthy. Um, and yeah. so, Julie, thank you so much. Anything else you want to say to our listening audience before we end today? No, just that I'm grateful to have been here and I adore you. You know I do. So thanks for having me. 
Thank you, Julie. And I'll see you at the next IRCAM training. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. All right. You take care. You too. Bye. Uh, bye-bye. Again, that was Julie St. Ange, and she uh, just takes her life to the next level in so many ways. I mean, she really wants to help people heal, and that's what we so appreciate about her. And, you know, there are so many opportunities for you. Don't cheat yourself. I don't know what she charges, but I'm sure it's very reasonable. You know, we can't talk about that on the air. Um, Once you get through the holidays, think about taking my one-day workshop on January 14th from 9 to 4. It's called Helping You Heal the Irkham Way. And it's where you get to join me for a day of healing and restoration as I walk you both through a roadmap roadmap teaching you how to heal, heal your relationship after sexual betrayal. Now, we wish we could get it done one day, right? But the truth is, if you get the book, Help Them Heal, teaching you both how to heal your relationship after sexual betrayal, and you start reading that together, I advise getting the book and getting the audible so you hear me do my thing. Um, You know, everybody says, oh, my gosh, Carol, it's like being in therapy with you. I mean, you read that book like I'm in your office. We're in your office. And what I do is I get you started on some important tools to get you through stages one and two and three of sex addiction and partner betrayal. Uh, We explain those three phases of healing. And the exercises actually show how to create safety and stabilization for you both. And we want to get you over there to post-traumatic growth. So not only does it, does it show you some things that you can be doing even in phase one that are um, indicative of post-traumatic growth, but we also give you tools to work through the anger, the sadness, the loss, the mourning, Uh, that it's a natural byproduct of sexual betrayal. Love to have you come. We're limiting it to um, 10 couples. So uh, early bird is until midnight, December 24th. You get a whole $100 off. Would love to have you register 9 to 4 Eastern on January 14th. Go to my website, Sex Help with Carol the Coach. It'll convert right over to Help or Heal and then look for workshops. Okay, as I always say at the end of every show, there will only be one of you at all times fearlessly have the courage to be yourself. Make it a great day, and we will see you next week for more Sex Help with Carol, the coach. Have a happy Thanksgiving.